0: Good morning. Today is November 5th, 2021. Welcome to the Toramont third quarter 2021 results conference call. Please be advised that this call is being recorded. Your host for today will be Mr. Michael McMillan. Please go ahead, Mr. McMillan.
1: Great. Thank you, Valerie. And Good morning everyone. Thank you for joining us today to discuss the results of Toramont Industries Limited for the third quarter and nine months of 2021. Also on the call with me this morning is Scott Medhurst, President and Chief Executive Officer. As noted in the press release issued yesterday, we will be referring to a package posted on our website, and we encourage listeners to download it and follow along. At this time, and as noted on slide two of our presentation, I'd like to advise listeners that this presentation may contain forward-looking statements and information that are subject to certain risks, uncertainties and assumptions that may lead to actual results or events differing materially from those expected. For a complete discussion of these factors, refer to our press release from yesterday, which is available on our website. As is our practice, we will focus on key highlights for the current quarter. Scott will begin with a few general remarks, followed by comments on our overall results, after which I will provide some highlights on our divisional results and financial position. After our prepared remarks, we'll be more than happy to answer questions. Over to you, Scott.
2: Thank you, Mike, and good morning, everyone. Before I begin, I would ask that you move to slide three of the package. Overall end market activity levels remain solid with the easing of the pandemic restrictions and shutdowns. The businesses continue to operate in a very fluid, complex, and uncertain operating environment with many variables. The equipment group reported strong prime product deliveries and solid order bookings in the quarter. Tight supply of equipment from OEMs, coupled with improved sales activity versus last year, have resulted in lower equipment inventories. Rental and product support activity improved, driven mainly by higher utilization levels. Tempco continued to deliver on their order backlog that had significant growth last year. However, Revenues decreased on timing of of customer construction schedules impacted by COVID-related supply chain restrictions. That said, product support activity improved particularly in the recreational market as facilities prepared to reopen for the winter season. Overall, the operating leverage remained favourable. We are continuing to assess the learnings from the past year with respect to cost structures and new ways to do business with continued focus on customer deliverables as activities and businesses open. Given the variables, we continue to operate with caution, monitoring the fluid nature of COVID-19 variants, maintaining discipline protocols, as well as evaluating economic factors flowing from the pandemic, including supply chain disruptions, equipment and parts availability, and factors affecting, affecting inflationary rates. Turning now to our financial results highlighted on slide 4. Backlogs were $1.1 billion at quarter end, up 124 percent versus Q3 2020. In the equipment group, solid bookings continued mainly in our mining and construction businesses, which represent approximately 33 percent and 45 percent of our backlog, respectively. Typical backlogs were 29 percent lower versus last year, which had exceptionally strong bookings in the first nine months of 2020. Simcoe Q3 bookings improved, mainly due to recreational orders in both Canada and the US. On a consolidated basis, revenues increased 8%, reflecting solid activity levels in the equipment group in most markets and regions and regions, and weaker package sales at Simcoe. Overall equipment group execution was solid, Product support and rental revenues increased 4% and 6% respectively compared to the similar quarter last year and were both up 6% and 7% respectively on a year-to-date basis. Operating income was up 19% in the quarter and 33% year-to-date on the higher revenues coupled with good margins. Revenue growth outpaced expense growth. The easing of COVID-19 restrictions has improved activity levels on a year-to-date basis. Net earnings increased 21% in the quarter, 37% year-to-date versus 2020, while basic earnings per share increased $0.19 to $1.13 per share in the quarter and increased by $0.73 to $2.75 per share on a year-to-date basis. We appreciate and value our entire team's incredible effort and ongoing commitment to adapt to changes in the business environment and focus on executing customer deliverables. Activity levels trended well as demonstrated by our backlog levels. However, production schedules and supply chains are challenged and likely to impact availability and result in delivery date extensions. Additionally, we continue to monitor inflationary rates and economic factors as the the pandemic unfolds. Technician hiring remains top priority, grow our product support offering and meet demand. The diversity of our geographic landscape and market served, extensive product support and service offerings, the technology investments, and financial strength, together with our disciplined operating culture, continue to position us well. We are proud to continue to provide the essential services and solutions that our clients are looking for while remaining diligently focused on safeguarding our employees and protecting our business for the future. Mike, I'll turn it over to you for some more detailed comments on the group results.
1: Thanks, Scott. Let's put a bit more color on the operating results, starting with the equipment group on slide 5. Revenues were up 10% in the quarter, 17% on a year-to-date basis, on strong equipment sales combined with higher product support and rental activity in most markets and regions. Total new and used equipment sales were up 16% overall in the quarter and up 30% year-to-date. Sales increased across most markets and regions in the quarter. However, some were lower than prior year on timing of equipment delivery and customer-specific orders. In the quarter, construction markets were up 5%, mining up 141%, power systems down 3%, material handling down 4%, and agriculture effectively flat year-over-year. On a year-to-date basis, equipment sales were up across all markets reflecting the pandemic effects last year. Rental revenues were up 6% in the quarter and 7% year-to-date. Most markets and segments were up reflecting continued improvement in the market activity in the third quarter against a weak comparable last year. Light equipment rentals were up 9% in the quarter and 8% year-to-date. Heavy equipment rentals were down 2% in the quarter. however were up 22% year-to-date. Power rentals were up 30% in the quarter, 13% year-to-date, and material handling rentals were up 36% in the quarter and 21% year-to-date. RPO revenues were down 28% in the quarter and 32% year-to-date on a smaller average fleet reflecting the recent customer preference for purchase versus an initial rental period. The RPO fleet was $37.3 million versus 424 a year ago, and in both cases well below more normal levels we'd operate at prior to the pandemic. Product support revenues grew 3% in the quarter and 7% year-to-date in both parts and service revenues in the majority of the markets and regions. Activity within construction markets was up 1% in the quarter and 8% year-to-date. Mining was up 2% in the quarter and 4% year-to-date. Material handling was up 16% in the quarter. 22% year-to-date, and agriculture activity was down 22% for the quarter and 9% year-to-date. Gross profit margins increased 170 basis points in the quarter and 60 basis points year-to-date compared to last year. Margins increased across all revenue streams partially offset by unfavorable sales mix. Equipment margins were up 130 basis points in the quarter and 50 basis points year-to-date, reflecting strong demand. Product support margins were up 50 basis points in the quarter and 20 bips year-to-date reflecting improved efficiency on higher volumes. Rental margins were higher by 80 bips and 100 bips for the quarter and year-to-date respectively. These improvements reflect higher utilization as well as benefits from fleet adjustments including selective dispositions and acquisitions over the last year. A shift in sales mix with lower a lower proportion of product support revenues to total revenues decreased margin by 100 BIPs in the quarter and 150 BIPs year-to-date. This is reflective of stronger comparative equipment sales in the year. Selling and administrative expenses in the quarter increased 9.6 million, or 9%, and 24.1 million, or 8%, for the first nine months of 2021. Excluding the CWS booked last year, expenses were up 3 and 5% the quarter and year-to-date, respectively. The increase is mainly attributable to higher compensation costs on higher staffing levels, annual salary adjustments, and higher profit-sharing accruals with higher earnings, partially offset by a lower mark-to-market adjustment on deferred share units. Other expenses, such as travel and training, increased in, increased in support of higher activity levels and after a reduced spending period. Allowance for doubtful accounts decreased $1 million In the quarter and 0.9 million for the first nine months of the year on good collection activity. Operating income for the quarter and year-to-date was 25 percent and 37 percent respectively. Reflective of the higher revenue level coupled with lower expense ratio again revenue improvement outpacing expense growth. Bookings increased 45 percent in the quarter and 85 percent year-to-date across all sectors except material handling, which was lowered by 46% in the quarter. Mining led the way up 268%, with several large orders, construction up 25%, power up 46%, and agriculture up 24%. Backlogs of 903.5 million, or 253% higher than this time last year, across all sectors. Approximately 40% of which are currently expected to be delivered this year in subject to timing, differences depending on vendor supply customer activity and delivery schedules approximately eight percent of the backlog is scheduled for delivery in 2023 now let's turn to simco on slide six revenues were down five percent in the quarter and up 25 percent year to date mainly due to lower package revenues supply chain and covid related restrictions have also resulted in deferral of some customer specific construction schedules That said, product support activity improved 10% in the quarter and increased 1% year to date, mainly reflecting a gradual increase in economic activity as site restrictions started easing and demand in recreational centers increased in anticipation of reopenings for the winter season. Package revenues were down 16% in the quarter with decreases in both recreation and industrial markets and up 50% year to date with increases in the recreational industrial markets for the quarter. For the quarter, package revenues in Canada were down 29%, reflecting lower industrial and recreational revenues. In the U.S., package revenues increased 57% on, smaller act- on a smaller activity base with higher revenues in both industrial market and recreational markets. On a year-to-date basis, package revenues increased in both Canada, up 53%, and in the U.S., up 37%, with increases in both recreational and industrial markets in Canada across all regions and in the U.S. Product support revenues increased in both the quarter up 10% and year-to-date up 1% versus last year. Revenues in Canada increased 10% in the quarter and remain relatively flat year-to-date, reflecting, as previously noted, the gradual increase in economic activity as site restrictions in most areas ease and demand, particularly in the recreational centers, increase in anticipation of reopening for the winter season. In the U.S., The higher technician base continued to support activity levels, resulting in a 10% increase in the quarter and a 6% increase year-to-date, albeit on a smaller base. Gross profit margins decreased 320 basis points in the quarter and 460 basis points year-to-date versus last year. The decrease in gross profit margins in the quarter was due to lower package margins, mainly due to certain larger projects and lower product support margins partially offset by a higher sales mix of product support revenues to total revenues. On a year-to-date basis, the decrease was due to lower package margin combined with unfavorable sales mix of product support revenues to total revenues, as well as slightly lower product support margins. Margins mainly reflect activity levels, the nature of projects in process, and construction schedules, which are variable. Selling administrative expenses were up 5% in the quarter and 9% year-to-date reflecting higher spending to support future sales. Certain costs, such as travel and training, were higher after a period of contained spending. Compensation increased on higher staffing levels, while occupancy costs increased related to facilities expansion. The allowance for doubtful accounts decreased on good collections, slightly offsetting the increased costs. Operating income was 47% lower for the quarter and down 9% percent year-to-date, reflecting lower package sales and lower margins, along with slightly higher expenses in the quarter. On a year-to-date basis, higher package revenues were more than offset by lower gross margins, partly due to lower product support mix and increased expenses. Bookings were $48.5 million in the quarter, up 22 percent versus last year. Recreational bookings were 200 percent higher on increased market activity in both Canada and the U.S., after a period of limited activity given the pandemic closures and restrictions. Bookings in industrial markets were 23% lower with reduced activity in both Canada and the U.S. Year-to-date bookings were $132.5 35% lower than last year. Recall that several large industrial orders were received in Canada in the first quarter of 2020, resulting in a decrease in bookings compared to last year. Industrial orders were down 52% with a decrease in both Canada and the U.S. On a positive note, recreational orders increased 17% to 59.1 million with increases in both U.S. and Canada. Backlogs of 153.8 million were 29% lower than the end of September last year, mainly related to progress against the relatively large industrial orders noted. We expect approximately 52% of this backlog to be realized as revenue this year. However, This is subject to construction schedules and potential changes stemming from the COVID-19 pandemic. On slide seven, I'd like to touch on a few key financial highlights. Non-cash working capital reflects our team's focus and effective actions to proactively manage changes relative to activity levels and underlying demand. Management of our working capital receives keen focus as we position the company for the future. Accounts receivable aging is trending well as DSO remained flat at 46 days compared with Q3 of 2020. Inventory levels continue to be adjusted in light of market activity and were $164 million below prior year levels, which also were managed lower last year due to pandemic influences. Accounts payable reflect the timing of purchasing and the wind down of certain extended terms with suppliers, which is effectively complete. We ended the third quarter in a strong financial position with ample liquidity including cash of $733 million and our net debt to capitalization ratio at minus 5%. Overall, our balance sheet is well positioned to support changes in demand as we emerge from the pandemic. Also of note, we participated in our NCIB program repurchasing purchasing about 470,000 shares to date. And finally, as announced, the board of directors yesterday approved the regular quarterly dividend at a rate of 35 cents per common share consistent with the last quarterly dividend when it was increased by 4 cents per quarter or 12.9%. On slide 8 we conclude with some takeaways some key takeaways as we look toward Q4 in 2022. We will continue to focus on our three key priorities protecting our employees serving our customers and providing our business and protecting our business for the future. We expect the business environment to remain dynamic with many variables at play for the remainder of 2021 and as we enter 22. A tone of caution is warranted given the inflationary factors, persistence of of the pandemic and response required as vaccination rates improve and restrictions ease. We continue to proactively monitor developments closely and refine our business practices appropriately. As discussed today, market activity was solid in the quarter, and similar to the first half of the year, unique customer buying patterns are evident relative to historic trends. Prime product and parts supply pressures were evident, including extended delivery dates due to supplier constraints. We continue to work actively with our business partners and suppliers on an ongoing basis, monitoring availability, delivery schedules, and customer buying preferences. Across the organization, we are continuing to leverage the learnings from the past year with respect to cost structures and new ways to do business. Technician hiring also remains a top priority to meet demand and build our team for the future. Operationally and financially, we are well positioned to effectively respond to both customer requirements and market opportunities, leveraging our operating discipline and culture. Additionally, I'd like to comment on the outlook section where our mid- to long-term prospects are described as being very optimistic. When we look at infrastructure work and mining activity relative to our backlog, I would emphasize, again, relative to our backlog, we are pleased. However, there are many variables in play relative to availability, inflationary costs, and other economic factors. These considerations combined with the highly competitive environment mean we need to earn the business. With this in mind, the statement should be understood and interpreted that we are encouraged with the backlog, but that too needs to be executed properly. The optimism noted is reflective of our large backlog at play over the medium to long term. Nothing more, nothing less. That concludes our prepared remarks at this time. We'll be pleased to take questions. Valerie, over to you to set up the first call, please.
0: Thank you. We will now take questions from the telephone lines. If you have a question and you're using a speakerphone, please lift your handset before making your selection. If you have a question, please press star 1 on your device's keypad. You may cancel your question at any time by pressing star 2. Please press star 1 at this time if you have a question. There will be a brief pause for the participants' register for questions. Thank you for your patience. Our first question is from uh, Sherilyn Radborn with TD Securities please go ahead thanks very much and good morning
2: good morning Um, Shirley.
0: Scott to the extent that you have tight new equipment supply can you talk about how you work with the team to flex the other levers that you have to satisfy demand like rental used and rebuild
2: yes well we're I mean it it started to really creep in 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 the quarter some of those uh, constraints um, we were pleased, again, we've been sticking with those pipeline disciplines, which I think continued to pay off a bit in the quarter. Um, we were fortunate, and we are working hard on our rental strategy, so the utilization um, was, was really in- improving in the quarter when you compare it to last year, so, so that was good. We're, our fleet uploads you know, have been a bit of a struggle as well, but the good thing was the utilization really improved in the quarter, which was which was good. So that that certainly um, adds to some of the outcomes. In terms of used equipment, I mean we were down 11% in the quarter on the equipment. But you know, just to provide a little more color on that, um, that that reflects the tight uh, operating environment when it comes to to low hour uh, used equipment. So that was down as well as the RPO uh, income. So you know, again, we're operating in a bit of a unique environment with uh, interesting customer buying behaviors. But still, we were able to, when you when you talk about pulling levers, the team did a nice job continuing on with our strategy to work with customers on our um, our different solutions in the used equipment environment. And, you know, our, our used purchases and trade revenues were actually up. I think it was over 30% in the quarter. So, so that shows the team's working hard, to work with customers on other used equipment solutions, so we're sure. pleased pleased with that. Um, so those, those are some of the factors going on there. And then, of course, on the product support side, uh, we're working hard in there, and the rebuild activity uh, that increased um, on a unit basis. I think we're up 16 and 16 percent, and on the revenue, about 14. So there are some areas the teams yeah, we're very pleased with some uh, some of the outcomes. But you know, it's it is unique when you see that. That RPO inventory down again, and it was soft last year. I mean, it, we're down, you know, over 100% to where it normally is. And as you know, Sherilyn, that that usually transcends into some strong conversions in Q4. So, so it is a bit different. And as we said in the last quarter, now we really have, it, it really crystallized. There was a pull forward in buying behaviors in Q2. That's that's great
0: color. Um, as far as how the supply chain is operating differently in this upturn versus previous upturns, um, can you just help us understand that? Like is it specific models or SKUs that are in short supply or is it a more diverse problem than that?
2: Yeah, it's, I mean, again, We, I mean our new sales were strong and I think that reflects how closely we've been working with, uh, with our supply partners on, on all fronts. Um, but it, it, it's um, it's a bit diverse in there when you look at it, both on the aftermarket requirements as well as the prime product. Um, you know, it, re- it really crept in there in the in Q3, and you see it. You know, our inventories are, as you know, Sharon, Those inventory levels they're down like 19% in the equipment group for this time of year. That's uh, again a bit unique. Uh, so, you know, we're we're working hard in there with the squints, but it, it's a it's a uh, it's a, it, there's constraints in there.
0: Thanks. I'll keep it to two and pass it to someone else.
2: Thank you very much.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Our next question is from Brian Fass with Raymond James. Please go ahead.
2: Thanks. Good morning, guys. Good morning,
3: Brian. Can we just get uh, some color, I guess, on the landscape for technician hires? Uh, understanding that it is competitive out there, but maybe just some high-level comments on on how you're attracting talent.
2: Um, we're, we're making progress, and um, which is which is good. And it's it's a, it's a again it's it's another trying to be disciplined in our approach throughout all our businesses. Um, the headcount has increased. Uh, I'll call it nicely. Could be better. But we're progressing, and uh, we're working hard on our, you know, talking and, and with various strategies relating to uh, recruitment. Uh, but it's not just recruitment; it's also working closely with our apprenticeship programs, and and that's another key component uh, of our strategy that uh, we're we're heavily focused on. Okay, thanks. And then um, just surrounding your comments on improving operational efficiency and. Leveraging learnings from the past year, could you just provide, at a high level, some of those learnings that you expect could help going forward? Well, we've we've learned how to operate a bit remotely, and and you know, we were fortunate in Q3 again that operating leverage came through, uh, was still there. Uh, so now, you know, we're we're um, we're focused on that. We're going into to planning sessions and you know, what we've learned in terms of how we can operate a bit differently and really in in many ways with technology improve uh, our customer interface and uh, just doing a few things differently. Um, but, you know, the operating leverage was, was still favorable in Q3. Things are opening up, though. Good to hear. Thanks. That's it for me. Great. Thanks.
0: Thank you. Once again, please press star 1 at this time if you have a question. Our next question is from Michael Dume with Cisco Shebank. Please go ahead.
4: Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning. Um, good morning. Just to follow up on that last question, I mean, operating leverage seems to be getting better and better. I mean, if you look at it from an SG&A as a percentage of gross margin, I mean, the company is essentially entering a new record territory. So uh, you, you did talk about it a little bit there at start in your last response, but just to get a sense, you know, it's just, is this really just expense management post COVID, or you know, should I attribute it mostly to you know maybe some structural efficiencies in the business?
2: Well, we're always working on our structural efficiencies and we're always working on our operating costs while we invest in technology. So there's there's a bit of that in there, but also like we were we're we're fortunate in some things. I mean we're we're operating very disciplined, right? We're not. I mean we're, we're we've we've been able, and I'm really. I couldn't be more proud of our team adapting to this very complex environment. Um, you know, they're, they're in, the, in the Q3 we saw inflationary costs start to creep in. We saw, you know, there's some economic risk there. So we're 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 still cautious um, for sure. Um, we're, but we've been the team's been executing, I would say, nicely, um, and we were fortunate in the, the way this operating leverage got was positioned again in the quarter. Uh, for multiple variables like you've outlined there, so you know things things are opening a bit, and uh, we're working hard to see how we can uh, adapt with some of these, um, and I'll classify them as best practices, but that still very much is work in progress.
4: Hmm. Yeah, it's very impressive. I mean, maybe another way to
2: think about it. Well, again, you know, we're fortunate in some areas too. Um, <laughs> okay, so we don't want to, but we're working. I'm the team's working hard in there to uh, really uh, work hard to execute with customers. On the deliverables,
4: yeah, that's great. And then I guess maybe the other way to think about it, um, I guess again, just for us on the outside, kind of looking in here, um, you know, the equipment group margins are tracking, you know, essentially above where they were pre Hewitt. Um, you know, and I understand maybe the integration is not yet complete, but I'm curious if you can give any color here, you know, just as to whether, you know, the margin gap has mostly closed at this point, or whether the margins maybe at the legacy regions are finding ways to, to, to climb higher uh, versus pre it. Just a little bit of color there um, you know, between the regions would be great.
2: Well, again, we're in a bit of a unique environment, but in terms of the integration, I mean, we slowed a bit there with uh, you know, some of the you know, unprecedented uh, variables that took hold. Um, you know, with... with the largest part of the enterprise, in there in the equipment group, you know, we, we still haven't completed that integration. But I, I'd say we got, you know, again, hats off to the team, applaud their, their execution. We we we've worked hard in there, particularly uh, with that ERP uh, integration. So we've really just finished year one of of that. We're not we're not finished yet, actually, totally there with with uh, material handling. But uh, so I th- I think. You know that that did contribute a bit.
1: Yeah, I think one one part to think about too, Michael, is um, if you look at the, the the integration platforms, systems, and stuff progressing nicely. I think um, when you look at our business on the rental side, and we've talked pretty openly about this. You know, as Scott mentioned, there was a little bit of a pause with the pandemic. You know, we're we're about halfway through a five-year uh, cycle on the on the rental business that we talked to as far as getting to the full cycle productivity levels and, and uh, the life cycle of the fleet in that business. And so we've got a couple of years left on that to re- you know, realize the full returns on, on an aged fleet and uh, you know, when the disposals and things. So that, that is part uh, of the equation yet to come, right, and in in specific to the rental side of the business as we develop that market in the Quebec and the Maritimes.
4: Got it. That's great color, guys. And maybe if I can think one, last one, it's a short one. Um, sure. On the annuity purchase transaction closed in Q4, um, you know, is that expected to lead to any sort of cost savings in subsequent quarters?
1: You know, it's uh, yet to be seen. I mean, we'll we'll take a, a small charge as we disclosed in the subsequent event note. Um, and so, you know, I think we're we're working through a number of things. On the pension side, just to dry, just to you know economize there, there'll be some small savings. I wouldn't say they'd be overly material, but uh, certainly being able to annuitize some of the you know uh, some of the pension and uh, relieve that liability, I think is is uh, going to be a positive factor for us going forward in terms of uh, you know just managing uh, the liability and making sure their employees are taken care of on their on their pension benefits. Perfect. Thanks very much, guys.
5: Thank you.
0: Thank you. Our next question is from Maxim Saichev with the National Bank Financial. Please go ahead.
5: Hi, good morning, gentlemen.
2: Good morning, Max. Um,
5: uh, maybe, if, if you don't mind, if we start with product support and um, uh, the other constraints on the part side uh, that is preventing maybe uh, a bit of a more aggressive um uh, normalization on this line item or how, how should we think about this in terms of you know sort of a pentap uh, dynamic on 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 ps
2: yeah a few variables in there max um, you know we we did start to feel constraints um with aftermarket from but um the other thing is customers are very busy right they're they're their, uh, their demands are, are high, which is reflective in, in some of these outcomes. So there could be a bit of, you know, pushing out some of repair schedules as well. Um, the other factor is some of the mix in there on, on some of the dynamics. I mean, the rebuilds were, were up. WIP is increased about 6% in the equipment group. So, you know, that, that's reflective of, of some of the outcomes as well. And um, so I think there's been, and with the shift in the last while to new, I mean, that impacts things a bit as well, right, in terms of the age of the the units. Um, The good thing is our our unit sales were were up again in the the quarter. So there's a lot of different uh, factors playing in there. And, um, you know, there was also a bit of a drag due to FX, if you look at it on a quarter over quarter basis in the parts area as well. So. All those factors uh, contribute to the outcome
5: right, but i guess I, I I know obviously you don't like to um you know telegraph things on a prospective basis, but we we should see continued improvement uh, even though you you are facing some constraints, so how should we think about that uh
2: with whip, whip at the end of the quarter, we saw whip increase
3: um,
2: you know in this environment i i just it's just very uh Difficult with many variables in play, economically inflationary, to really speculate. We were pleased with uh, the activity. We're pleased with the, um, you know, machine hours increased slightly again uh, in the quarter, which which was good. And um, so we'll see how how things play out here.
5: Okay, no, that's that's super helpful. Thank you. And then just one last question. Um, you became a bit more aggressive on um, on the NCIB. Um, just curious uh, to see your your positioning um, on this particular capital allocation versus you know uh, M&A or I, I mean obviously you can you can you can do all of the above but just just curious right now in terms of you know how you think about uh, allocation priorities.
1: Yeah, a good question, Max. Thanks for that. Um, so I would say just out of the gate, I would say our capital allocation priorities haven't changed. Um, you know, we do monitor our cash flows and our liquidity very carefully as you'd expect. We are expecting to deploy capital, as we've talked about for several quarters now, back into the balance sheet as equipment supply availability eases a bit. And you know, I can easily see that we're gonna to start to fund our balance sheet and invest in our balance sheet to the tune of in excess of two hundred million over time in our inventories as an example, right? And we've talked about that pretty openly in the last few quarters. On the NCIB you know, we've what we've looked at is with the cash position and so forth is just looking at, um, just working towards dilution, reducing uh, some of the exor- option exercise dilution and equity dilution. Nothing, nothing too aggressive, obviously, and so very selective program. And so, um, you know, you should expect that we're going to be very disciplined in terms of how we think about allocating our capital, as we always have been.
5: Okay, that's great. Thank you so much. That's it for me. Thanks, Max.
0: Thank you. Our next question is from Sabah Khan with RBC Capital Markets. Please go ahead.
3: Right, great. Thanks, and good morning. Um, just I guess good just morning. following up on the discussion around product support. You know, when you talk to some of your larger mining customers, I guess is there? You know, when you try to talk to them about other options in lieu of new equipment. Is there any hesitation to get into the product support channel, you know, maybe spending two-thirds of the cost to do a rebuild versus just waiting on a new one? just wanted to get a bit more color on some of the conversations you're having. And you know, our customers are saying, you know what, I'll just maybe wait if I can get something in the next few months. just want to understand how you know, some of the discussions are going and maybe does that vary across end markets?
2: Well, that, I'll, I'll just say we're in normal discussions with customers in, in terms of uh, value propositions. Those are value propositions when you look at the life cycle. Of iron, and uh, so we we continuously have those discussions, and maximizing uh, total co- total cost of ownership, as well as making sure productivity levels are where they need to be in availability. So those those are those are um, somewhat complex uh, value propositions that our teams are, are work on regularly with with customers. Um, you know, commodity prices are solid. Production is very important. So, so you, you get in discussions on, on timing of, of scheduled repairs. Uh, that, that can impact things a bit here. But overall, um, you know, the other thing in this type of environment with some of the constraints, we're, we're working closely with customers on demand signals and, and um, you know, getting, getting schedules in place and signals into our, our supply partners as best we can to work through this in an
3: orderly manner. Okay, and then um, just I guess uh, when we think about your commentary around hiring new technicians, you know, when you generally look ahead over the next few months, do you think it's more an issue of, you know, the potential for headwinds? Is it more from maybe higher wages, or is it just the sheer um, shortage of um, just qualified staff to bring into your facilities? You know, what's kind of the dynamic out there in your specific market?
2: well again, there's a lot of factors in play right now which you know, presents our our tone a bit here uh whether it's placering factors economic risks but also in the constraints but in terms of, of technicians i mean we're we're we've improved this year on our position which is which is we're pleased um we continue to focus on that area in uh, recruitment training and uh working closely with with the schools um you know, it's important we continue to, to focus in those areas, uh, particularly on the skilled labor, and uh, I'd say we're, we're progressing reasonably well. We can always do better. Um, we feel, you know, from what we saw in the quarter, the demands are still there for, for, the, for the labor, and uh, so we're going to continue to work hard in
3: there on that front. And then just one last word for me. Um, just, I guess, broadly on the rental market, can you maybe just share some thoughts on you know, how you're just seeing the broader rental market evolve as we come out of the pandemic and just any comments on you know the progress of the battlefield banner in terms of market share anything you can share on that front
2: yeah a good question we, we are very focused on that area strategically it's it's a it's a growth area uh, we our fleet uploads were impacted particularly in the in the last you know 12 18 months and so you know we we're not where we want to be at those investment levels and, uh, you know, as, as hopefully things improve, we'll continue to allocate capital in those areas. Our fleet sizes, um, you know, the, the good part was we saw, you know, great improvement in the utilization on uh, all fronts, um, which was good. Heav- heavy was a little softer, but still overall strong, uh, solid utilization. but. Uh, those fleet sizes not where they need they need to be and uh, but uh, we're progressing we saw on the light uh, side we were up I think, nine percent I think so that's good on higher utilization even power systems very very strong numbers in there and material handling they very pleased with the team material handling how they've really improved the uh, structure of that uh, rental business so so that's good so and we continue to be focused on our footprint um, that battlefield, we did expand it a bit this year, which was uh, terrific on a strategic front.
3: Great, Thanks very much.
0: Thank you. There are no further questions registered at this time. I would like to turn the meeting back over to you, Mr. McMillan.
1: Great. Uh, Thanks very much, Valerie. Um, And thanks everyone for your participation today. That concludes our call. Please be safe and have a wonderful day. Take care.
0: Thank you. The conference has now ended. Please disconnect your lines at this time, and we thank you for your participation. Thank you for listening to TSX Quarterly. If you enjoyed the cast, remember to leave a good rating. And remember, for any additional inquiries, please consult the company's investor relations section on their website. See you next time.